Welcome to the 17th episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. This is your boy Royalty. And yo, it's your boy Young Fly in the Red. This is an all hip hop podcast, and all we talk about in this podcast is hip hop. But sometimes we like to get off subject every, every so often. So, um, 17 episode, people. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, yo, how you been, Doc? And I've been good, man. You know, same old same. So, <clears throat> this episode is, is special, a little bit different from the rest of them. Um, on this episode, we have a special guest with us tonight. A uh, very good friend of ours, somebody we, you know, we grew up with from back home, from my, especially from my hometown, because I'm in Houston right now. Um, got a boy, uh, Keeper Ruffin. What's going on, gentlemen? Man, it's good to be on the show, man. I do it with both of you guys, man. I like being big, man. Been good, man. Been good. Good, good, good. Keep what's going on with you, bro? Man, you know how it is, man. You know, living in Greenville, like <laughs> good, good, man. Uh, like I say, man, I appreciate you guys uh, welcoming me to the show, and I'm ready to kick off, man. All right, <clears throat> man. So let's get a little bit of rundown, though. The uh, reason why we let's give the listeners a you know let them know why we got you on the show. Um, gotcha. We got you on the show because you're getting ready to drop drop EP, drop an EP. Um, just want to ask a couple questions. So we have we do we did. Do a pre-recorded interview, guys. So we'll be you'll be hearing that uh, of all the downloaders from uh, from iTunes and our regular people that listen to us on the download versus you know listen to us live. So it will be an interview you'll hear uh, that yeah, Young Fly uh, did do with Keeper uh, on a different date as well. You'll be hearing that in the podcast along with this live recording. So, but uh, let the people know um, about your project, man. Okay, um, basically, uh, clean cut. Derives from a lifestyle, and it's a lifestyle that I feel like I hold myself according to. Um, you know, everything with me is clean cut, from God all the way down to my my, my family. You know, my business. And um, this project consists of seven tracks um, that I've been working on with multiple multiple producers from around the world, um, different studios, and it's just seven different songs that um, you could pretty much placing the genre of R&B, rap, hip hop, you know, in that area pretty much. Okay. okay. Release date March 25th on Spinrilla, iTunes, Rhapsody, Tidal, all that, wherever you can almost, you know, your, your big popular music sites that'll be there. Okay, okay. Yeah, y'all definitely go support Keeper Ruffin, cop that, look him up, YouTube him, Facebook him, like him, follow him. All the good stuff. All right. Please do. <laughs> yeah, so, so Keeper, we're going to have you uh, chime in on a couple of, you know, we're going to go over our usual, we got a couple, you know, hip-hop talkers that have been going down in the news uh, this past week, so we're going to have you chime in along with me and Young, so. Okay. All right. All right, man. Young, so uh, we got uh, Miss Iggy Azalea. Um, you know, we talked about her on previous episodes uh, with uh, Lashing Out and Wild Out on Twitter, especially with, you know, episode 16. We were talking about, you know, Chris Brown and um, 
Kanye, you know, with their, you know, tirades and rants on, on social media and stuff like that on the last episode. But uh, right. Iggy, Iggy Azalea ended up admitting that she was having a, psych- a psychotic breakdown last year. Um, you know, dealing with all the fame and all of that, and you know, her going going at it with different rappers and things of that nature. So, kind of, kind of, sort of brings light of you know what she was going through. Right. I think Nick Young was was driving her crazy. Yeah. Um, the other, I mean, the thing with her being with how she sounds, she gets a lot of criticism. Um, in relations to because she sounds she's from Australia of course most people know that um, and she has like a she has a southern twang to her um, I she mean to me she, she sounds sound like, like the, the brat yeah yeah she sounds but, like she, I mean, she sounds like a sounds like a black chick when she raps I mean I mean ain't nothing wrong with that I mean I mean that's I how mean, she sounds girl, like, she got flow like like tough flow but, but you know with her being a white girl, she ain't gonna get the love that Eminem got. And why do you think that? I mean, you know, it all goes back to episode, like the episode we had about the female MC. Is it all really related to because she's a female that give us such a hard time? Because I mean, the flow is there. I mean, they don't give a, a flow the good. They don't. They don't give. They don't give Nicki that type of that type of flat though. Yeah, the thing with him was him came out of the time. Him came out of the time like him. You know what I'm saying? He he came out and slim jaded. He was goofy, he was weird, it was something different. And I'm not saying he trying to sound black. I'm just saying and just with a white artist if you know like like the kid um like, look at, uh, uh, boy, uh, the uh, uh, he can't get with you because he's not white boy. You know, talking about white Jewish things. He talking about saving that money. He did a rap about the Lion King. You know, you can get it just being himself. And I don't think a lot of people think she's being herself. Another part with that, man, though, also relates to with, you know, like like I said, like we were saying on the previous episode, like with social media. A lot of people, you know, in social media, on the social media sites from Twitter to Instagram to Facebook, you have a lot of people out there that, that are a lot of the time that are, that are baiting you as an artist to, you know, and they, want, they try to test you and try to break you. And you, you really can't, you can't respond and lash out to everything. Um, exactly. People, how do you feel about that, man? You know, like with, you know, with the whole Iggy Azalea situation with, you know, you know, with artists with social media, you know, we see that all the time right. with, you know, with artists where they, you know, they can't really deal with the trolls of the internet and they, they feel like they have to say something. Right. Um, I tell you, um, I, I agree with a lot of things that uh, Fritz has said. Um, and one thing I want to just say on my own, when you coming into the the industry of music, you have to be, I, I feel like it's original as you can, especially when you come and being outside the culture. You know, um, Iggy is outside the culture of hip hop. You know, and, and that's, you know, ethnic wise, you know, uh, Eminem came in being Eminem, you know, who he was. And uh, Iggy, you know, 
I feel like she could have had a little more originality, you know, something more for that represented her people. Uh, I really hadn't followed her music as much, but I feel like too when it comes to social media and artists, you know, you have it's it's easy to it's easier said than done, man. It's really all just you know. I, I feel your your supporting foundation, your spirituality, a lot of little things take place, and you ignoring a lot of the things that the, the world has to say about you or towards you. Right. You know, so I don't. I think even in certain situations, no matter how how mature you are, you still have to have a great foundation of people supporting you. You know, to stray you away from that, and you have to have some type of spirituality too to understand that. You know, even even Jesus was criticized. Right. You know, so you, you just have to be the bigger man or or, or woman and, and try to look over those things to best your ability. I couldn't agree with you more. Hey, very well said. Very well said. All right, man. Uh, we got uh, so Kendrick Lamar calls Lil Wayne the greatest. Um, a lot of people can probably contest that. I mean, a lot of people, including you, young, feel that Kendrick Lamar is one of the greatest right now, as we speak, along with, of course, right. J. Cole, J. Cole as well. Right. Um, I oppose that, you know, that same statement. I feel there's a lot of other uh, MCs I feel are the greatest, in my opinion. Uh, Comedian Air, T.I., uh, I can name Andre 3000. So those are my, you know, those are my top top greats right there. That I feel other greats of all time. Um, let me let me let me say something right quick concerning three stats. I somebody put up a, a something on Facebook that said who was the better MC, um, Scarface or Three Stacks. I don't feel like you both put them in the same category. Simply because Scarface, that's Uncle Face. You know, he gonna keep around. You know what I'm saying? He one of the originators of this Southern rap thing. You know, so Three Stacks, he's somebody different. He he in the second generation of it. Now. Three Stacks ain't did just a full album yet by itself. You know, um, The Love Below was, how can I put this? It was basically an EP. Him and, him and um, Big Boy did two separate EPs and made it into one album. So, even though you ain't heard an album yet, his lyrical content is at a level beyond what most folks looking looking at. Now Scarface, Uncle Face, he got albums on top of the album, you know, with the ghetto boys and by itself. So, you know, you can't you can't compare somebody like that to three stacks. But when it comes to the rest of the game, three stacks stands above everybody else. You know, and, and, and this is something I feel about. Yeah, with the Scarface and three stacks, that's not really even a, honestly, it's not a fair comparison. As far as group now, you could compare Outcast versus, you know, Ghetto Boys. That's a fair comparison because they have, you know, a good amount of body of work to compare the two. Can't really compare somebody that even had really had even had a solo album out. 
uh, honestly, I mean, lyricism, yeah, you can probably compare that, but I mean, you can't really compare, you can't compare body of work or who has like the greatest album or anything like that. That would just be nonsense to try to compare that. So, exactly. But yeah, with the with the whole Kendrick Lamar thing, I mean, do you think he was just being a fan or or what? Because I, 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 I have I have my reservations about about Wayne, you know, Ghost Rider and all that stuff. Kendrick younger than us, so for his generation, he may be the greatest. Just like for me, Pac is the greatest. When you think about the, in my opinion, because the broad spectrum of the the, the things he talked about, he went one note, you know, and some people gonna say Biggie. Some people gonna say somebody from the older generation like LL or like that. So, you know, it, it, it depends. We'll never know. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, keep up, like, who do you feel like as far as you personally? Who are some of you feel? Who are your, some of your greatest, uh, feel is the greatest of all time that's influenced you? Man, that's that is, is I was waiting on you. You you guys asking so many uh good questions and hitting so many good uh topics. Um Scarface always been one of my top three. Uh, my next my, my top three artists are Player Fly, you know. Uh, and Player Fly is not as mainstream, of course, as other people would uh, like him to be or or to compare him, even in the conversation that we're having. And I get and I elaborate on that in just a second. But my three, um, personally, I've always been uh, Player Fly, having to do with Scarface. Um, Player Fly, basically, just because, you know, by him being so close to the local area, I feel a lot that he's that he's displayed within his lyrics and his music and also too with that being so close i'm going through a lot of the trials and tribulations and witnessing on on the same level or maybe even higher some maybe smaller than what he's experienced but the culture between memphis and greenville is not too much different you know what i mean so after i have always been able to relate to player for life now now scarface and the the three stacks i gotta go back to that one Three Stacks is no doubt by far one of the most talented artists that we've ever witnessed here since we've been alive. Now, when you want to speak of even lyricism and projects and things of that nature, as far as lyrics, if you're speaking of, I guess you could say just keeping it dumbfounded to the cut, you know, to where everybody can get it, that's face. Uh, Three Stacks put the sauce on it. You know, he kept it, he kept it real um, from the Dungeon Family days, Outcast days. He, he always kept it real, but it was sauce there. See, the generation of Face and, and Three Stacks is there because it went about sauce. It went about, you know, uh, how, how, how we can make it sound the best, I guess, you know, the prettiest. You know, back in those days, it was get, the point was getting brought across how that artist wanted to bring it across. You know, and his prettiness was him. It wasn't about you know trying to sound like nobody or 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 be the I don't know to try to change the style up the most so you can say the bit I don't know but it wasn't about swag. Yeah, it wasn't about that. You know what I mean? It wasn't about that. So 
uh, I had to chime in on that because you both hit some good points. But me, if I had to go with it overall, just overall who I would take over three stacks of faith, I would take, you know, face. That's me. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> segue into that. All right. So, you know, got to ask you this, being that you are putting out a project. How do you, right. and being that you grew up, you know, in the 90s like we did, we all same age, so we know we have that time period and time in music and hip-hop that we feel like, okay, this is like, this is good as it's good, this is the best time, versus, right. you know, how it is now with a lot of the artists that we have now. How do you feel, like, right now about the state of, about the state of music, state of hip-hop music with the artists that are, that are out right now? A lot of people feel it's not, you know, it's... A lot of everybody looks alike, sounds alike. So mm-hmm. like, there's not a lot of a lot of diversity going on in music right now. So, right. Um, what I feel about that is this: people have to understand that music will change as long as the people change. As long as the generations of people continue to change to be differently, then music will evolve, whether we agree with it or not. Uh, who's to say that what Young Thug are doing is is not art in his own way? You know what I'm saying? Or to say that what T.I. is doing is not art in his own way. Back then, it was more, the platform was different from music then. Um, I feel like, too, that uh, the culture of hip-hop is just, oh, man, we've lost the grasp of the culture of hip-hop. And to me, and this is my personal opinion, I hope I don't step on any toe, but this is how I feel. What we're doing is more so, this generation, what I'm witnessing, is more so rap than hip-hop i've always felt like that i've always felt like it was a difference between rap and hip-hop but people would tell you and i guess you it kind of goes in what i said hip-hop has evolved you know it always be hip-hop but it's evolved but it's nobody wants to be original it seems and it's things that go behind a lot of it you know marketing uh you know it's, it's just a lot of different things that goes into why artists are the way they are why they're making the same type of music why is everybody on the same type of thing it's a big reason behind that but you know overall i just feel like the state of hip-hop is evolving you know and i'm just trying me as an artist i'm staying true to me you know no matter where the music goes you know i'm just trying to let god lead me and my life experiences and other people's life experiences that i know to be true to evolve and, and i continue to put it in my music stay true right and speaking of that like when you say about you know you know artists primarily putting out you know because it all comes back to what people buy yeah, right. People gonna buy and say, for example, let's say that you know Young Thug is being true to who he is and what he is and what he's doing, and right. and if people are buying that, I mean, labels gonna see the numbers like, oh man, we gotta, you know, that's the hot thing, and right. that all goes back. There is a um, can't think of the name of this documentary. It was one of Jay Z's, basically like back in the nineties Rockefeller days. Where, right. Uh, I think it was backstage. I think that's what it was. And Jay Z was sitting down with another. Uh, up-and-coming artist and he was like you know yeah you know we rap about guns we talk about shooting and violence but you know i can rap about more than that but that's what they buy so i have to rap about that and so you know people you know people like us or other people that could be of that older generation is like if you're not you you have to support those artists when they come out because i mean at the end of the day the dollars was going to determine you know who's going to flourish and who's going to fall 
And that's right. the same thing in relation to like with the state of, for example, like R&B. Like R&B is little to non-existent except for like right. what, like what, The weekend. Make, and that's probably yeah, it. Yeah, about two or three guys, maybe a Chris Brown trade weekend. I mean, too many. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Um, it's one R&B artist and even basically pure R&B because to me, R&B music is baby-making music. Mm-hmm. And that's Kales. Right. Kales came out with public announcement mm-hmm. like 89 and uh, dropped the CD Born Into the Night and killed me right. keeping it going ever since. I mean, he didn't drop some different tunes and way he did a rap and stuff like that but um kills pretty much like the, the one with the most longevity and you know what i want to add on to that you said something uh earlier d that really kind of uh sparked my, my my thought process as far as r&b and things and, and, and artists who have to rap a certain way due to the market nowadays you can pretty much market yourself to whatever it is, uh, you know that that you that you stand for. So I I feel like just depending on your marketing strategy and who your team is, you can always make a dollar because it's somebody, it's a group of people out there that feel like you do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't feel I don't I don't buy that as an excuse to where oh we got to make the music about the guns and all this for people to buy. That's what you choose to do. You feel me? Because you can make lyrical like J Cole. We, 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 we witnessing now Cole ain't had no major singles and all that but he went platinum on his last album did he not right no features with no, no features or none of that and he's not making the music that the other guys are making but he's still selling um back to R&B I meant to say more names too and it, and it was disrespectful there's a lot of guys out there still doing R&B but I think though due to the state of R&B and like you just said you can't name many you gotta think about guys like Raheem Devon Maxwell um, Case uh, a lot of these guys, Brian McKnight, just because we don't see them working doesn't mean that they're not working because we don't hear them on the radio every day. And it's a lot of things that have changed. And a lot of these people, I think, too, have, you know, some of them are old school and some of them are really in it for the love of it. They step down and they have fan bases now so they don't have to do a lot of this stuff that a lot of guys want to do to be in the major leagues, you know. Right. Right. Uh, everybody's not going to make it to the major leagues and some people are going to make it to the major leagues and not going to stay long and then, you know, because the money may be better and, and life may be better in AAA the money may not be better but the life may be better and yeah then you know? a lot of them cats fall back and start right Right. see you got a cat like Neo that started that's right. another good one another good name he was writing at 16 before he even dropped the album mm-hmm. and he was writing for major um, artists so when he finally developed his voice, that's when he started singing. And like I said, he another dude, and he keeps the R&B. And um, he baby making music for real. Yeah, constantly. All right, man, let's segue from, uh, since we were talking about Lil Wayne, uh, let's segue into this uh, topic with Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne being sued for failing to pay his lawyer $300,000. Um, young. Yeah. 
you know, you, know, you know this history because I mean, like I said, I said on previous podcasts, when it comes to Wayne, I can't, I can't blame Wayne for this, but I can't blame Wayne for this because you know, at the end of the day, who control Wayne's money, yeah. baby, and baby has been notorious. We've named countless people on this podcast, from the original member of the Hot Boys to, to I mean the lady that even found it that got cash money the original cash money they deal he didn't want to pay her so i mean this all kind of stems back it's really stems back to them honestly yeah man i don't know what's up with bird man why he don't want to pay no body but um i'm pretty sure wayne got his own money and he could to take take care of that on his own. See, that's the thing. That's why us as black people got a bad name. People don't think we can take care of business. And before you go buy a car or a house, take care of business first. That's what comes for anything. Because business is what's going to put the bread on the table. So if you don't take I, I bet they pay studio fees. They pay for the video. Pay, pay for the people that take the care. No? Keith, yeah. you got anything you say on that? Yeah, man, I agree with you on that, Fresh. You you had to take care of responsibilities. I don't know what's Wayne's situation, and uh, and D made a good point. You know, uh, maybe his money could be tied up. You know, with Birdman, but still, at the end of the day, as a man, you gotta have you something to the side, and you gotta be taking care of your pride. You know, period. Yeah, a lot of that title money that he getting now. Take care, <laughs> take care of business. So. <laughs> Uh, speaking of title, uh, segue segueing on a lot of subjects tonight. Um, Jay Z pulls all three of the Blueprints albums from Spotify. That move, I saw that coming from like a mile away. I'm pretty sure I'm probably we're probably gonna see the rest of his uh, rest of his catalog probably being pulled from a lot of from a lot of other streaming websites because he wants the focus to totally be on his on his title on uh, his title streaming service, which is small. Yeah, which is which is very smart. <laughs> um, with the whole title thing, I know me and Young have you know debated and talked about this on the rumors episode with title. I know with the with the service itself, we wanted to succeed. Um, you know, as we wanted to want the service itself to see, we want Jay to succeed with the actual with title streaming service. But the only backlash from from it for me personally, as I feel. With the exclusivity of a lot of the content and a lot of the albums and a lot of the videos, a lot of that stuff is it's not even really time gated to be, to be said. It's just like permanently locked behind locked behind a streaming service where it's not it's not something that can eventually be seen by seen by the fans and seen by seen by the people. And so that's like another move, and I understand why he pulled it because you know, title. A lot of people that don't know the story of how the reason why title, why Jay Z went into wanting to start a streaming music service, 
is because Spotify was screwing artists and another reason why another good example like uh, Taylor Swift was a, a big artist that was that was uh, playing their feet up against Spotify because she didn't want to put her music on there because they were screwing artists on, on the back end on royalties so so I get so I get why title I get why title exists and you know and, and the benefit of it but it's still as far as from a, from a, from a fan standpoint if a particular fan thinking of thinking of everybody else's pockets, maybe somebody can't afford to you know subscribe to a title to title service, but they are a big fan of Beyonce or Rihanna or or Kanye or anything like that. So that's a good point, Roy. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, and I should have been saying this, and it just hit me. It's all about timing, because you want me, want me to tell you something. It's one man out there who started a trend that had he still been like he was in the early 90s when he first dropped, he would have been to go to streaming service. That's Pete. Master Pete, he started that I'm going to be an independent artist. I just want to distribute money, you know. And I got a feeling that if he still had the empire like he had back then, when No Limit was like the number one hip hop label in the world, that he was a gold How you feel about that? Yeah. Oh, with Pete, um, with him, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was, I mean, as far as with, as far from the business side of things, he was a, a humongous mogul and, you know, and still is. I mean, I can't really, I can't say he's not doing anything. You know, we like to, as consumers of anything, whether it relation, whether it be music or movies or anything, you know, when it comes to artists or actresses or actors, uh, we like to assume we're not hearing anything. Nobody's not doing anything. So I won't say he's not, you know, he's not doing anything as far as in relation to that. But yeah, if, you know, if somebody like Master P would have started a streaming service like that, yeah, I could have seen it. It would have it more likely been a, um, been a big thing. Um, as far as with, uh, with your music keeper, as far as in relations to, are you going to do, are you going to do physical CDs or are you going to keep it straight digital? Well, actually, I'm, I'm keeping it straight digital, man. The only way I would do a physical CD uh, is it, personal requests for, you know, some of my people or friends or something like that. But uh, everything is going to be digital. Okay. Yeah, I would say that would be, uh, that would be the, the good route to go as far as what music is these days. I know Kanye West even announced on Twitter on last week that he was, you know, that he, well, how he said, he said he's going to stop doing music. But really, what he really meant was that he's not. Uh, doing any more physical CDs, everything's gonna be digital. Got it. So, I mean, you gotta move with technology. Yeah, 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 that, yeah that's very true. You gotta, you gotta move with technology. Uh, like I said, me personally, man, I had bought a CD. I can't even remember the last time everything I, everything I ever bought. I'm either, I'm either a member of a, of a streaming service or I'm, I'm buying it online somewhere. They're taking CD players out of vehicles as well. Exactly. USBs and everything else now. Yep. I mean, with, with people like Chameleon out there that's promoting moving over to technology, you know, I mean, it's just like how the record player went from went to the tape, from the tape to the CD, now we went from the CD to digital, 
So, I mean, it's just like music, music change, technology change, the way you listen to your music gonna change. Yeah, and that's just like, man, you know, you, got, you always gonna have those people. CDs are gonna be around for, for who knows how long, because, I mean, look how long, you know, the actual cassette stayed around before we finally, before we finally died out. You, you still gonna have those people that, you know, for them, the only physically is, is the best thing in the world. That's uh, true. And same thing, <laughs> same thing over people when it comes to them with Blu-ray to DVD. People still around here buying DVDs, even though Blu-ray's been out for freaking almost uh, half a decade now. That's so, true. So you just got the you just got those people that still that still wants to you know having it physically in their hand you know means more than you know owning it and just buying it and just you know being there because they feel like they feel quote unquote the man can take it away at any moment when they don't really literally really own it. Right, so, say your power will go out. Yeah, see your music. Exactly. So, prime, very, very prime example right there. As long as there are box Chevys, <laughs> Monte Carlos, and anything you can take the factory out and put another CD player into, you gonna have CDs because that's the whole era of the population you just can't deny. Even though somebody just burning the CD, you gonna still have it. Right. All right, man. So let's get into some. Uh, this is gonna be. This is gonna be some off-topic stuff. Not really anything in relation to news, but it's just you know we're gonna conversate about you know the state of the state of music in general. Uh, we're gonna get people's input on it. You know, we're all gonna chime in. Um, okay. So with the state of music right now, you know. We in the early 2000s, you had had your Southern movement, and you know you did have some states that were left out of that. For a prime example, all of us on this podcast are natives of Mississippi. Um, only person we really had that came out of that was David Banner for a very, very, very long time, and then eventually we got Big Chris. Um, why do we? Why do you think that? Why you? Why do you think? As far as like, okay, when you got Atlanta, you had people like Jeezy, you had Ti, you had Gucci Man, you had all these people just pumping out of out of one location. But we get one person, and that's all we get. Nobody, nobody else piggybacks off of that, and we get we you know we start a movement and we haven't and that we and to be honest we Mississippi is the only probably next to like what Arkansas and Alabama we the only state out of, out of the south that hadn't had a movement as far as in relation to music we want to take that first we want to chime in <clears throat> okay with, with, with that man um you know, we, we got Ray Sherman come from uh, here also, from Mississippi. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ray Sherman is one. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, yeah, see, see, that's the thing. So, look at the gap between him and yeah. how long Crit been in the game. And, <laughs> oh, you know. Soldier Boy. Yeah, yeah, but he ain't really, he you know what I'm saying? He don't he claim. Really, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he really from Mississippi. But, you know, uh, what I think about that is this. For me personally, seeing, and see, I don't know what type, and I'm in Atlanta often. But the monster in Atlanta and what they established had a foundation so strong that I don't ever see, you know what I'm saying, the music mecca for, I want to say, just black artists, definitely. And I hate to put it that way. Leaving 
of Atlanta. You know, everybody just did. They've established something for everybody around the world that you have to go to Atlanta to blow. And here in Mississippi, I don't know if it was due to politics because Banner was in a position to do some things. We've had some people in the local area who were in position to do certain things, but it never happened. And um, teamwork is one. You know, uh, everybody has to put pride to the side and, and work as a team. And I think with those guys, they all had entrepreneurial mindsets and, and great investors. And people understood business. And uh, I feel like that's what we don't have enough in our area. For one, uh, the money is definitely always an issue. Um, the timing and just the right people. To establish a machine to in the Mississippi. Nobody's really trying to, to do it. You know? Nope. Nobody's like, okay, you can go here and about saying, okay, let's go to Mississippi to blow. Or Mississippi or Mississippi artists say, look, let's do what we can to build something from here. And we're starting to get into that now. But look how late we are. Right. You know? So it's it's business sense is why Mississippi has failed. I feel feel to 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 build the Mecca here. Because we're the birthplace of music. How can you, you be the, you know, when you, when you come to Mississippi, to the, you know, the home or the birthplace of music of America, how is it that Mississippi don't have a platform to where we have some of the best music in the world coming from here? You know, I, I feel like it's business oriented, you know, it, it, it deals with the business side of it. That's why we, we fail to be what we need to be. All right. Let me uh to piggyback on what Keith said. I think it's the mentality of another good point. See, Atlanta used to have like to me for the hip hop scene, it was started with JD, Jermaine Dupree, kicked something off, um, along with Babyface and um. Um, my name escaping my own. Um, L.A. Reed. L.A. Reed. There you go. They keep some more where they utilize freaky. And you know they were showing everybody though. It didn't matter what your well height you were in high school. If you was a dope boy or something like that, right, right. They was giving everybody this. That's good. That's good point. You know, like Mississippi, it's like, and it's also about support. Like a lot of folks don't know before Banner blew up. Banner was doing shows all over Mississippi, traveling around in his van, mm-hmm. doing beats for folks and stuff, and, and, and doing his music. But he wasn't getting no love from the hometown, so he went to Atlanta, played some beats for some folks. They was digging. So, you know, he came, that way he came out as a producer first. You know, he, he got his foot in the door like that. The first beat you think you really heard from Valentin was like a pimp on the flip out. Yeah. You know? And then look how he blew up out of there. Now, with that being said, now, now with that being said, um, Oh shit! I lost my thought on that part. Um, with um, with somebody like like you were saying, like with the support of like you saying he wasn't being being supported, being supported by the people. Um, do you think that 
with not getting support from people do you do you think that because everybody wants to get into the game of music or everybody wants to be a rapper basically what I'm saying is it's too many Indian chiefs not enough Indians yeah, don't nobody want to wait I agree, I agree. I totally agree. Because nobody want to be like, I'm gonna fall back and yep. wait my turn. Right, or even, or even, not, or even, not, or even not just that, young. It's like yep. with, for example, with music. Like this is what I learned as far as when I intern, when I intern for Bad Boy, um, when I intern with Capitol Records. Their motto was, "It's more to the music industry than just being a rapper." There's so many, there's so, there's so many other jobs and professions. And people, and people have the perception that oh, you know, the artist gets paid the most. Actually, you know, the artist is not the least. The least, they get paid the least. You, you have better chances of making it and blowing up and, and being able to go around and live a regular life by working behind the scenes for more anything. You wouldn't have, you won't have any problems. You won't have to worry about because it, you know, becoming a rapper, you blow up, you get famous. Privacy is going to become a, become become a very big issue for you, especially if you if you're well liked and you're a very popular artist. And you know that sometimes plays hand to hand. You want you know you want your privacy. I mean that's 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 part of it. But at the same time, there there are more things there are more things from you know something simple as somebody doing makeup and doing and doing and positioning themselves to do makeup for for artists or even doing cosmetology and doing hair something as simple as that you can be in the music industry and still you know be part of the industry that way or even just designing clothes for artists that's that's a whole that's another thing you can, you can be part of to be part of the industry everybody doesn't have to get into the game to be a rapper to be a singer or anything like that you don't have to be you don't have to be vocally because to be completely honest everybody ain't great that be that, that's cut that's that's popping up to be awesome point awesome point Awesome point. You made some good points too, Royalty, uh, in reference to just especially that last part and um, you know, the business. And I tell you right now, as an artist, um, it's a reason that I am approaching the music industry the way I'm approaching it. Because I understand what it states. It says music industry. And I try to focus more on the business side than making the music. I love making the music, but my overall goal, to be honest with you, is to, is to be behind the scenes. You know, with me putting out this project, is to get notice to the Delta, to Mississippi, to show them that it is true talent down here. We have more than what it takes to be in the industry. But me personally, I'd rather put on the slacks and, and the tie and do some A&R and, or, or some managing or... You know, I, I I can do anything with paperwork. You know, I have a degree, so you know it's 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 not a big deal for me to be an artist because I understand what the world is coming to for artists and, and the music industry. I'd rather be, you know, behind the scenes after a while establishing myself because I cherish my privacy, family time, and things of that nature. Right. Right. See, when it comes to that, Drake got a line. That make you think about that. Mm, that's true. He said, I used to be once, I'm paraphrasing. Right. He said, I used to be one signed to Rockefeller, then I turned into Jay. Right. He ain't talking about it as an artist. He talking about with mogul people. business. Yeah. Right, right. You know, and that's what they, a lot of cats don't see. You know, now I'm going to go back to Pop. See, Pop started to realize. He need Suge 
he need a no cat. Pop realized his his speeches was was gonna do more for the world than his music was. Pac had the ability to galvanize people, and he knew he could galvanize artists. And you know, a lot of people don't see more, they see an artist, they don't see the man. And when you focus more on being the man or the woman and not the artist, you become more successful. Right. Exactly, you know, being, a, being like being the song, yeah, like being the songwriter and understanding. Yeah, I agree that, with you on that. that being, that being a songwriter, you know, you getting paid all all type of ways when you when right. you when you write the song, you write the record. Like a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't see that. And the other side, other side is that with the producer. Now, mind you, you know, producer is probably the second most thing that everybody wants to be when they get into the industry. Is it's either the rapper or the producer, because that's what you know. That's Specifically, what they what they glorify more for the most part, right? I mean, and when it comes to producers, the cats that really kicked that out was Timbaland. Like you used to know who the producer was, but when the producers like Timbaland and Diddy, when they start putting their voice on the track, and you. Recognize it was them, you know, that's what made the producing game really blow up. Because right. they used to be behind the scenes for real, for real. And to be honest with you, nowadays people are more concerned with who made the beat almost than the artist because the beats are, 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 are the things that are carrying, I feel like, the music nowadays. Because that's what they listen to. They ain't listening to the words no more. No. They want to know if they can jam. Yep, that's it, the beats. Nigga say why you gotta think about it. Just launch it, just come out with it. Come out with an album, just number the instrumentals. Yeah, instrumentals and hooks. Instrumentals and hooks. That's all you need. Instrumentals and hooks. You probably and I think I think I'm gonna do that next. Instrumentals and hooks and just see how far go. That's a feature album, man. They started doing it for real and Tim got the game sold up. That's true. There's nothing new. You know, right. instrumentals and hooks, man. That's a feature album right there. All day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, um, let's see here. Um, with, um, Young, did you have anything that you wanted to bring up, man? Uh, I just wanted to, um, give a, keep a, the opportunity to shout out his organization, everything he got going on, his artists. Um, just show love to everybody and help them throughout this journey. Yeah, at this point in time, and I got so many different people, and I had to send up a, a, a email and do some phone calls. You know, some of the people, a lot of, well, actually, a few of these people, we never seen each other face to face, but, you know, due to technology and how things are, of course, you know, I work with a lot of people around the world with this project. And um, right now, I'm building a, a label from the ground up, League of Elite Kings. And um, it's more than music, you know, it's more than clothes, it's, it's, it's motivational speaking and so many things are involved in education everything that we do is based off you know being elite 
And uh, right now I have uh, four artists who are currently on the League of Elite Kings. You got Dooley Doo. Um, he's going to be dropping something this year. I got 2K who's going to be dropping something Mars 9th. You can look out for him on the same uh, music or platforms as you'll find myself. And um, then you have uh, OG Trap, uh, who's another one, and King Grip. And OG Trap, Grip, Dooley, and 2K, along with myself, we're all dropping this year. Shout out to the team. And um, another person that's a part of the team that doesn't do music at all is uh, Hollywood Dope. Uh, we call him HD. Um, HD is an investor, and he's also a, um, a co-founder. Uh, League of Elite Kings, okay. along with Doola Do. Cool. Um, all right. So, with the whole Mississippi thing, um, I know me personally, record label owner, still record label owner. Don't have an right. artist. Don't have an artist currently. But I put out. I, I, I put out. I put out this challenge to to the to the state itself and to you know artists of Mississippi, artists of Greenville. Okay. So in the summertime, in New York. You have summer jam, and the South. Oh, let me also phrase that the the West Coast has Coachella. What does the South have with being a a form of music? We're known as we have a, a legitimate genre, pretty much as Southern hip hop. How come Southern Southern hip hop artists we they don't have their own event in the summertime that everybody can go to? Oh, that's hard. That's I've heard. I've heard of a few. I've heard some that go down in Florida, but all these are from people who are already established. Right. Um, I couldn't tell you why. That's a good question. There. Like you know, Atlanta had their own thing. Right. Now, um, no, Louisiana had Louisiana. Yeah, we just we just something that's that's fairly that's fairly new. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then they, they got the Essence Music Festival. Essence, yeah, yeah. And so, Louisiana, yeah. But it's it's, it's it's as far as something for everybody. Yeah, you know, we don't have it, and like you said, let's put the challenge out there that we get something. Yeah, let's get some. Let's get some. I've always been down. Uh, I've always been down to want to do something, like, even if it's starting something, even if it's only starting something from from back home. Um, despite you know the things we've said, you know as far as like how they are things like, but you know if people put something together with music and something for people to because at the at the end of the day, you know where we come from, if it's something to do, people gonna come out and show. Right uh, for for the, for, for the most part. Let's not get it twisted. We do have the blues festival, but that's geared at one genre of music. Right. Let's come with a festival week long that celebrates all the genres of the South. Right. And not just the South, all the genres of music in the world together, but have it in the South. What we set up our own platform and put out our own artists without them having to run across the United States, you know, do something online. Yeah, so I put that I put that challenge out there. I'm I'm really down I'm down to I'm still down to even though I've been dormant for a while. Um of course been doing the whole hip hop rejects. Um but I'm down to do anything, get down with anybody that that's that's about it. Uh, Keep it that goes the same for you, man. I'm willing and down to do whatever. I'm 
I have I'm, I got a pool of knowledge when it comes when it comes to the industry. Um, I'm not you know I'm not vetted like a like a lot of most people, but I, I still I have knowledge and I can point people in the right direction of how to get their music out there, how to distribute it. And I'm and for me, um, and Young knows this on previous podcasts when I when I rant about uh, the major labels and as far as their lack of promotion when it comes to right. artists and why I feel like most great artists fail because the machine which is the label doesn't put that steam behind them so they can be successful for the days right. of them having like from people doing certain things back in the day when Biggie when Biggie was a big thing man they were they had street teams working the streets and putting up posters all over the place to get the word out about Biggie it wasn't it wasn't just videos radio most of the time that people had they had street team literally and really promoting really promoting the artists now they just right. leave it up to send the, the artist send the artist to a give an artist a couple of dates in a couple of cities or, or do a club date and, and hope for the best yeah yeah man like the way I feel about it is it it's left up to take care of your own if you really want it you're gonna do everything you need to do to push it because as men and women if you if you really want something and you desire something you're gonna give it a hundred and ten percent to make it happen you know when you gotta pay bills you're gonna make it happen to pay bills and you know what i i i i, I couldn't agree with uh chris more man and 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 you probably know this too roy nowadays especially where we're located at I haven't even looked for a label to even try to do anything for me because, you know, just for me being around and understanding what's going on, you have to do a lot of lead work on your own, right. you know, and when it comes to promotion and a lot of those things, I'm not depending on anybody to promote me. I'm just depending on having my sack right and, and using technology and a lot of these other things uh, that I see that the artists of the industry are using as a promotion tool you know and, and really getting out there on my own and establishing my own street team and putting my own posters up and, and me and my guys doing it and i feel like too um when you display that type of drive to people uh they'll support you and if some you know if the bigger eye sees you and they see that you're willing to work for yourself like that then they'll invest in you too but i, I mean as a man or woman like 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 Chris said, you have to depend on yourself to take care of yourself Right. Yeah, man, it's all about determination. Your spirit. If you got the spirit of a hustler, which is basically all you become when you want to get into the industry. You got the spirit of a hustler, then the sky's the limit. You know, nobody. And, and you used to hear no. Don't get in your feelings when you hear no. That was the problem I had as an artist. You know, people be like, man, don't nobody want to hear that. Or, bro, you was a nerd in school, so don't nobody want to hear nothing you talk about, nothing like that. And I got out the music, but switched over to where I could be a nerd and focus on the business. So, you know, it's a place for everybody in the industry. And that's what I feel like is, is, is wrong with, and I hate to even... To, 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 to caveat on it so much but I'm going to make this clear a lot of people nowadays don't know their place 
You know, I, I feel so many guys are trying to be artists, but you really don't have what it takes to be an artist. And that has watered down the game a lot. And nobody stepping up to the plate and saying, man, this is not for you. You know, and, and, and I kind of, you know, I mentioned that to a lot of people. You know, I, I made a post on social media that everybody's not an artist. Some guy may be the engineer. One guy may be the promoter. One guy may, you know, uh, make sure your, your, your clothes are straight, whatever it is. But, you know... I, the mentality of I feel like people of our culture, and I mean blacks at that, and and and, and just a lot and a lot with the music we look for it as an escape goat. Is out they they you know young guys young black males almost feel like there's no other way to succeed but through music. Right. But I don't understand why they see it because nobody this way they're gonna give you a record deal. You know, nobody's gonna give you anything. Ain't nobody knocking at the door. Right, the mentality nowadays is nobody wants to put in the grind for it. They want people to give it to them, but I mean, it's 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 way more to it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are just not built to be an artist, but they're putting themselves out there to be artists, and it's making it hard for people who really have the passion or the talent to do it. Uh, because a lot of time nowadays too, it don't take much for a guy who won't have the ability to be the best lyricist or whatever, but he has the resources or he has the drive, you know. So you know, and I think that just goes into music and life. Sometimes the, the guy you feel is the best to win, or the girl is not always going to be that person, and that's what we're seeing in music. Right, and I want to say this, and I'm saying this from the hall, like. On this show, we ain't trying to be negative, discourage anybody. We just give it to you 100% raw, uncooked. Anybody know? Y'all know where I'm going with that. But, you know, we ain't trying to be negative to deter nobody's dreams or nothing. We telling you what to expect. You know, it's people that have been in the dough or trying to get in the dough. And some of us, like people, that's at the door kicking it down. You know, you gotta, you gotta have it in your heart, spirit, and mind that if this is what you want to do, you gotta give it your all. So don't think we being negative. We just giving it to you real. And that's what we said from the first episode. So we're gonna give it to you real. Good point, for sure. Alright man, uh, we're going to get ready to wrap it up um, Just want to also mention To all the listeners uh, To show us love, you know, of course us, How we do this podcast is not something That's free, um, but we also We do have a PayPal donation link On our SoundCloud page You can also look for our Patreon link And become a patron of the podcast uh, You guys can follow us on Twitter at the Hip Hop Rejects with a Z uh, You can search for us on Facebook At the Hip Hop Rejects on Instagram, of course, and you can also email us at thehiphoprejects at gmail.com. Um, also, make sure you guys listen to, uh, if you miss the episode or anything like that, and also to catch this episode, you guys can find all the episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and you can also, uh, for my Android user, you can also download Podcast Addict and just search for us on there. Uh, guys, make sure you subscribe, um, leave any comments, any reviews. Uh, we take all criticism, whether it's positive or negative, and we take it in stride with it just to make the show better. Uh, Keeper, you want to uh, plug into your social media, man? 
and plug you out? Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, man. Um, you can reach me at Keep a Cut Life at Gmail. Everything pertaining to social media will be at Keep a Ruffin, or you can search Keep a Ruffin. And that's K E P A space R U F F I N for some, and for some you could put it together. You know, at Keep a Ruffin, and it's of course going to be together. But um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on um, Instagram, I'm on Twitter, you know, so keep it rough and all you got to do is Google it, you'll find me. And stay tuned to the movement of the League of Elite Kings, the EP dropping this Friday, March 25th, clean cut. It's very refreshing, very positive, uh, and I pray that all will love it, and uh, sky's the limit with this material, thanks for all put into the material, thank you guys at Hip Hop Rejects for allowing me to come through and you know, express myself on a lot of topics that you all have and to get the people um, uh, aware of who I am and look forward to doing more of you guys in the near future because we are here. Righteous, righteous. For real, for real. Hey, keep it, man. You can come on anytime you want to, man. You can just get us up. I'm going to take advantage of that. Believe that. You can be, I can, I'll say this, I'll say this right now. You can be the official third leg of the Hip Hop Rejects and come in anytime you need to. Thank you, my friend. I was waiting, I was waiting on the invite because I'm I'm definitely Hip Hop Rejects. So my pleasure. Put me down at the third man. It's my pleasure. Thank you guys, man. Humble. Oh, no problem, no problem, no problem. Well, so we're gonna end up wrapping it up, young. Yeah, you know, I'll tell the rejects out there. Y'all stay blessed, stay brand new, you know. And don't don't hold your head down for nuts, guys. Let me. All right, and we out. One, bless. Welcome to the 17th episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. It's your boy Young Fly than the rest, and I'm in the building with my boy Keeper Ruffin. What's happening? What's happening, big dog? Man, chilling, man. Already. Man, it's been a long time coming, bro. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. Pleasure, pleasure to be on the show. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. What, 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 we go all the way back to, like, what, the late 90s, playing baseball as youngsters? Yeah, yeah, playing baseball in the hood, you know, yeah. mingling, um, doing what young cats do. Yeah, you know, go back to junior high, kicking freestyles in, in the, the morning. Bleachers, yeah, yeah. Bleachers in the morning, beating on the bleachers, rapping. Right, Yeah, early in the 8 before it got popular it. in the city. Right, before they was even doing it, before they thought about it. Righteous, yeah, righteous. Yeah, that's it. So, man, you know, um, tell us what you got coming up, man. Well, right now, man, I got on um, the project Clean Cut. Um, I've been putting in uh, a lot of work on this, man. I say about three years, man, worth of, worth of man hours. You know, just trying to put together a good collective project of... Uh, a few songs, you know what I'm saying, EP of a few songs that are uh, of different genres to show people my different talents and, and to be able to express myself, you know, uh, pertaining to certain issues that I would like to, you know what I'm saying, elaborate on. So that's pretty much the project I got. And it's dropping on March 25th from Spinrilla iTunes, you know, Rhapsody Title, all that stuff, man. And followed by a video to Flyway. Okay, okay. Now, 
a lot of people don't know the difference between an album and an EP. Right. Elaborate on that for me. Yeah, well, basically with the EP is extended play, short of an album or an LP. So, you know, I'm just basically giving you, you know, something that's sweet and to the point, you know, uh, 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 what I feel to be very entertaining for you, but won't take up too much of your time. Okay, okay. So, uh... I'm sorry I make it to your listening party last night. Yeah, that's um, all good. Tell, tell us about how they went for you. Man, the listening party was amazing, man. It was a blessing. Um, you know, uh, through the grace of God, I was able to, you know, put a vision uh, in place. And my family and friends and people that support me, you know, they, they were there to put, this, you know, to put it together, man. And it was it was very encouraging. It was motivating. It was uplifting. You know, it was great energy. It was spiritual. You know, it was everything that it was supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, for the type of project it was. It was clean cut. Okay, okay, righteous. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump to these questions right quick. We're going to get the, with these questions, we're going to try to get the no keeper. All right. So, first question is, who inspired you to do hip-hop? Man, I tell you, it's two people, Player Fly and Hyper Hound, man. <laughs> Straight up. You know. Hey, hey, if you if you ain't from the south, you really probably won't know who Fly is, but yeah. Fly inspired a lot of yeah, us, man. Mr. IBN himself. I know, right? Yeah. Long, long verses. Yeah, yeah. And hype behind. Shout out to B Hype. What up, yeah. OG? Shout out. What's up, Hype? Yeah. Alright. Uh, you remember your first track? Yeah, man, my first track was Candy Cody Lacks, man. Classic. Okay, okay. You know? How did that come about? Man, let me tell you, man. Me and J-Dub uh, used to hang out. J-Dub had a Cadillac, man. And we always, like, you know, a thing in the South, a candy paint on cars. So I'm like, man, we, you know, one day when, when we get money, man, we have us some candy-coated Cadillacs, you know. And, uh, you know, the song just went from there, man, because we wanted candy cars, and we just told her how we wanted the cars, you know what I'm saying? So uh, who all was on that track? Oh, uh, it was me, Ken Ford, and uh, J-Dub, man, Jeremy Tony. Okay, okay. Yeah, I remember them cats from yeah, school. Yeah, shout out to them guys. Took my peace and blessing to them. All right. Okay, so so we ain't gonna give out your government. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we gonna hold that for. Them. <laughs> what uh what inspired the name Keep a Rough? Man, real clean cut. Man, keep I keep um God first. I keep my priorities in order. I keep love for my family. I'm my brother's keeper. Ruffin came from my little brother, you know, because I was singing a lot. And, you know, uh, he, he say, man, you know, bro, you be singing like David Ruffin, man. You got that soul and, you know, you don't want to be with no group. So, you know, you could be Keeper Ruffin. So, you know what I'm saying? Keeper Ruffin. There you go. Okay, okay. So you felt like wasn't nobody talking to Otis. Ain't nobody yeah, coming to see nobody Otis. Come to see Otis, man. They came to see Keeper, man. They didn't come to see everybody. Like you did. They came to see Keeper. Yeah. All right. So uh, where you see Clean Cut taking you from here? I see Clean Cut really expanding me to the arenas of being uh, a motivational speaker, you know, uh, and, and really traveling, doing motivational music for those who uh, need uplifting, for those who are in certain mindsets, or me that just very artistic, you know what I'm saying, with, with, with the craft of music. Yeah, man, it's because <clears throat> I, I feel like you only got a few artists out there now that take it that way see back 
back in the early days, you had cats like Talia, Kwali, Common, right. you know, Nas, them type right. cats. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rock Kim, yeah. all them cats that did music for right. the soul. Right. It, um, was, it, was, it was life, it was culture. Right. right. See, right now, I think the only two that's in the game that's doing it is J. Cole and K. Dot. Right. You know, they, they had a bangers, but when you listen to the whole album, that's the feel you get from it. It's for your soul, for your spirit. Right. So if that's what Clean Cut doing, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Clean I'm, cut. Let me tell you, man. With, with that being on, sorry to cut you on just a second. Answer this: When you talk about Clean Cut, Clean Cut is refreshing. You know what I'm saying? The music itself is just refreshing, man. When you hear, you know, uh, the quality of the music. Shout out to Alex Padina, man. Alex, uh, uh, great engineer, man, and uh, Cruz also too, man. Curve and Cardi. Thank you, man, for y'all for the mixing and engineering. But when you hear, man, it's just it, it, it's different, man. You know what I'm saying? It makes you think. You know, right. it takes you back to the essence of the craft itself. So I consider my EP to be on the level of those guys. Okay, that's what's up. All right, so elaborate for us. Tell us, you know, what you've been up to since after graduating high school, and you know how much you've been working on the music and everything. Well, uh, since school, man, I, I, I've had an occupation that's kept me traveling, um, just doing different things here and there across the world. But uh, when it comes to music, man, uh, music, I never let go. You know, I always indulge in music, no matter where I've been. Um, I don't care if that was from Japan to Puerto Rico to Korea to, you know, different places. Wherever I went, I managed to record music. And um, a lot of this music that they're hearing now, really from Clean Cut, is like three years old. You know right. what I'm saying? Three four years old almost, you know what I'm saying, so it's just, you know, music never left me, I've always worked on the craft and got smarter on, you know, with the craft, but more smarter with the business side of it, you know. Alright, so here go a two-part question, yeah. you can just, you know, take your time answering it, elaborate on your feelings of the state of hip-hop and the state of hip-hop in your hometown. Okay, the state of hip-hop, um, what I feel right now is that a lot of people, you know, it's so much different music that's, that's coming out on a daily basis. It's kind of hard to really get a grasp on all of it, but the content of music is not like it used to be. And I can just say, you know, it's not, you know, everything changes. Uh, and I think hip-hop is involved with the time. It is what it is for the, for the type of people um, that are in our society now, you know what I mean? Right. You got to think, as people... You know, as technology begins to affect how people are in the world with communication, you know, things will change. So, you know, as, as verse 2, when Big Daddy came, a lot of those guys were, you know, doing the music, LL Cool J, so on and so forth, compared to a young thug. And these guys, you know, times are different. Right. So, you know, you can't expect music to speak, still be as it was with Big Daddy Kane. Do I agree with what a lot of people do with music? I don't. And, and a lot of people are not going to agree with what I do with music either. But I respect each man or woman you know, who's doing it right now. And, and I think State of Hip Hop, um, well, i tell you this one thing I do think, and uh, we've lost the culture ourselves as far as, you know, as far as pertaining to blacks. Uh, I will say that, man. We've let too many people get their hands in it. You probably hear Scarface say it, and I agree with it. Uh, too many people have got their hand in black culture. So, uh, but, you know, everything everything changes, man. Yeah, Banner, Banner gave a, 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 a inspirational speech on that subject, too, right. man. Uh, so how you feel about how it is in the city, you know, where you were born and raised at, man? Well, man, I tell you, the uh, state of music in the city, at this point in time, there's a lot of energy 
um, be, being put into music. And I think so because uh, a lot of people feel like they're cornered to be an artist in order to get out of certain struggles uh, that society has to offer. So, uh, you know, you have some people I think that are into it just because of the money. You know, uh, and you got some people who I think are, are into it just because they love the craft. Um, but here in Greenville, I think it's a, it's, um, it's, it's, it's positives and it's negatives. You know what I mean? Uh, right. I, I don't have any comments on the negatives. Only thing I can say is uh, if we all continue to keep God first on this journey, then the negatives can become positives and we can become a force to serve, you know, one purpose. Righteous, righteous. All right. <clears throat> Next question that we're going to get into. Um, do you feel like you have the support of your of the city? Oh, man, it, it never was a doubt. Uh, I knew when, when I had God with me, the city was, was going to be with me. You know what I mean? And, and it shows, you know what I mean? The city has always supported me, you know, and I've always supported the city. So, you know, uh, it brings you with me, no doubt about it. All right, right. Alright, so tell me this. Uh, give me some of your favorite local artists. Oh man, look. Foster, Fargo, Young Chino, uh, Dollar Gang, uh, uh, what's your guy's name? Irie Gang from the South End? Okay, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's his name. Yeah, the, 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 the click down there with the racks and rubers, they, they, you know, they got a few cuts this night. Uh, I don't really, you know, Rizzo, let me, let me, let me, you gonna definitely have to go back and edit this because Rizzo should have been right up there with Foster. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been up there with Foster. And, uh, you know, there's a few more names that I can't He ain't gonna get in his feelings about it. Yeah. You ain't, ain't forget them. Yeah, <laughs> but, but that's what I'm feeling. If I ain't, you know, if I ain't mentioning their name right now, I ain't no hate, but that's. They understand it's all love. Alright, uh so my original question was gonna get you to describe your music in three words, but I want you to describe your music from your heart. My music is motivational, uplifting and refreshing. You know, uh and, and, and when I say it, I feel like my music can relate to you and no matter you know what I'm saying no matter what type of ways uh, you feeling it could be you know positive uh, up down happy uh, you may feel like you want to go splurge a lot of money you know whatever you feel like uh, I got something for you you know what I'm saying I got the, the true serum for you you know the antidote so uh, you know that's, that's, that's how I feel man you know what I'm saying my music can relate to anyone no matter how they feel Alright, so uh, give us uh, an insight to what to be be expecting over the next few months to a year from Keeper. Hey, you can be expecting to see Keeper in a lot of suits and shirts and ties because I'm a businessman. So right now, um, me and my business partners are working from the ground up to continue to build on the LLC that we have with um, our music label, League of the League Kings. Um, right now I have four artists um, that are on the label um, that are dropping uh, as soon as May 9th, you know, on until next year. Um, you know, uh, putting, just putting a lot of things in order 
with the business more so. I'm going to be working on some solo projects, some uh, videos, uh, some singles, you know, a few singles, and uh, another project that I'll be probably working on coming in July, uh, Government Issues, you know what I'm saying? And that's going to be a deep project, uh, almost kind of militant, you know, to a certain extent. So just look for League of Elite Kings to grow. You know, I just want the people to see progression. You know, as the time goes on, just know that it's going to go from music to more business. We got merchandise coming, you know, we got artists coming, we got, you know, educational benefits coming, we got education centers coming, you know, we got a lot of different things coming, man, with elite kings and queens, man, so just stay tuned to the movement. Alright, so we got Clean Cut dropping March 25th. No doubt, go tell, it, baby. Tell the people where all they can get it from. Man, Spinrilla iTunes, Rhapsody, Tidal, Google Music, uh, it'll be probably on iHeart radio stations. I mean, pretty much anything that deal with music. Slacker, uh, I think I'm saying it right, or something like that. Uh, but it's gonna be out there, man. A lot of different, uh, a lot of different uh, venues. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you stay tuned to it. Tell the people where they can find you at. Um, they can find me, man. At Keep a Ruffin on Twitter. At Keep a Ruffin on Instagram. Uh, keep it roughing on Facebook, keep it roughing on Snapchat, everything. Keep it roughing. K E P A space R U F F I N. Man. Alright. Swell people, don't think this is the last you're going to hear Keep It Roughing on the Hip Hop Rejects because we got a lot lined hey, up. Let me give a shout out to man. Let me give a shout out to Don Doolin, who uh, was the executive producer of the Clean Cut album. That's my brother. Uh, literally the same on the same day. Let me give a shout out to 2K. Let me give a shout out to my younger King Grip and my younger OG Trap, man. Shout out to the clan, man. Hollywood HD, what it do, man. And, and the clean cut uh, Elite King crew, man. What it do, man. We represent it. Dude. All right, righteous, righteous. Bless. All right. Well, we're going to get back into the regular show. But like I said, don't think this is the last you're going to hear them and expect to hear from more artists soon. No doubt. And um, we're going we gonna to keep it pushing. So y'all be blessed out there. And um, that's it for the night, people. Peace.